Okay, so welcome to episode two of our Office 365 user adoption podcast. Today we've got Gareth Rose on the video call. Um, hello, Gareth. Hi. Um, now, Gareth is in a fairly unique position because he, just to give you some background, Gareth originally worked at Dagenham Park School where he was successful in um, promoting Office 365, including Microsoft Teams, uh, SharePoint and Class Notebook. Um, and I think, you know, definitely helps user adoption in the school. And now he's got a brand new challenge of doing exactly the same thing at a brand new school, uh, Notley High School. Um, so, Gareth, um, I don't know if you want to add anything to, to that. Um, what, what was the reason behind sort of the new challenge? Yeah, um, so my position in, in Dagenham Park was a senior member of staff um, with those responsibilities for teaching and learning with ICT and for computer science. Um, and I moved on to be an assistant head um, responsible for data and ICT. So it was the move up to leadership that spurred the, uh, the change. Okay, so I guess coincidentally, um, you're sort of in the same role in terms of uh, introducing 365, uh, pushing it within the school, getting people to actually take it up and use it. Yeah, it's very interesting that um, some of the push from some angles comes seems to quite often everywhere be a GDPR issue. It's not <laughs> used memory sticks anymore. Well, the only way you can do that is to have somewhere to um, to use instead, I suppose. Yes, I guess there's a multiple approach, you know, there's teaching and learning benefits, but then uh, now obviously there's GDPR and lots of nice tools in Office 365 to help people uh, with GDPR. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's another push um, to get people using it. Um, so in terms of like challenges, um, I guess we're talking about your previous school. Um, so what challenges did you face when trying to improve user adoption? So getting people to use Office 365 within the school. I think education is a funny place because it's so full of initiatives. There's always some new initiative for something else that that's the flavour of the month at the time. So it was about um, finding what Office 365 and Teams and all of those things did that made someone's life easier so that it wasn't just me saying do it because you have to do it. Um, and the way I found the best to do that was after being there a long while, getting to know people and identifying people who, who became a champion. So it wasn't me standing and saying, this is great, because one of the tendencies with IT is everyone thinks, well, of course it works for him. He knows IT. Yeah. Um, so it was finding um, the RE teacher who could see the point of putting all their resources online to make their life easier. Um, it was about finding the science teacher who could find that and they become that spur to spin it off. Um, did you sort of select them by department or was it, uh, did they volunteer? Uh, it, it was a bit of both really. Some, some department leads volunteered their department. Some individuals wanted to be involved. So I had a music teacher who was really keen after I taught them how they could use OneNote for the students to be able to um, do annotation, musical annotation, but in OneNote. And then I had a subject leader um, or faculty leader really for um, performing arts and drama. And that began just me and her looking at it, but then because she held that position, the faculty leader became the department as well. 
Okay, great. And um, in terms of uh, methods to try and increase user adoption, maybe from the champions to the rest of the staff, was there anything uh, specific, any specific examples? Well, there's, there's one big example for adoption just across the entire school, and that was to find the one thing that everyone used to um, change their view. The way I can describe it being where I am now is that everything is in a network shared drive, everything. Um, so what the first thing, one of the things I did at Dagenham Park to change adoption was to basically change the homepage that everyone saw first when they hit the internet within the school to be the SharePoint staff page or the SharePoint student page so that you grew that adoption almost by osmosis. They saw it all the time um, and move up like um, we all know in schools, there's that email, which is the duty rotor. Well, mm -hmm. that duty rotor ended up living on SharePoint. And instead of it being duty rotor version one, version two, version three, version four, duty rotor for September, it lived on SharePoint. It was the only place it was. And the person responsible for it could edit it. That kind of improved staff engagement with SharePoint as a tool. And then when they saw what it did in that respect, I'd just gently drop him you could do that with your um, scheme of work. Put your scheme of work on for your department like that. Um, and quite often with network shares, they're, they're configured by um, techie IT people and they've got the control. Whereas what's nice about SharePoint is once you've done that techie IT control, you can then delegate that control to the subject leader. So actually the subject leader within their area could say, oh, well, uh, this file here can only be edited by my department, not deleted. It's quite often people have uh, files in a network area and someone goes and delete them and the only way to get them back is to go to technical support and then they're reticent to kind of put things there. Again with SharePoint, once you show them all, yeah, I can get your file back up or backup tape for you, but actually if you put it in SharePoint, you could have just right clicked and restored the file yourself and they see those little things mm. that save little bits of time that aren't actually necessarily teaching, they're admin things, but they're admin things we do as teachers. That if we can take those away, they then see that, you know, you freed up 20 minutes of their time and 20 minutes of their time multiplied by every day is a lot of time. So I guess um, you, you would say that uh, maybe having some ownership over um, some of those admin roles actually helps rather than hinders adoption. Oh, yeah. Um, so how I'd set up our subject spaces was that uh, working with yourself and with Darren. Um, we had document libraries within the subject space for key stage three, key stage four, and key stage five, and only nominated people within the department had control of those document libraries. And the point was to stop it becoming a free-for-all dumping ground of everything going in it, which so yes. common happens in schools' network shares. They just become massive dumping grounds full of um, files. Yeah, I think I've seen that in just about every school um, I've worked with. <laughs> Um, so in terms of like tips for other schools, I guess even for yourself, your future self going through the same situation again, um, is there anything, any, you know, tips, uh, you know, quick wins that you can, you can give to help people who are just starting on that journey? Yeah, I really think, because I, again, I think you said it very well at the beginning. I'm in a unique position because I've done this once and now I'm going to think about doing it again. Um, you must have enjoyed the process the first time. So. <laughs> I did, I did, and I've learned a few things, so I won't do them the same way again. Um, so what's in my mind right now is about 
I can't underestimate that um, that point of bringing it to the surface. I remember years ago talking about SharePoint at Dagenham Park, and I was the only one who said that word. Um, and then by the time I'd left, that word was part of the parlance of the school and was used all the time. And that really came from putting up, tra changing the homepage. I know it sounds so stupid and so small, but you change the homepage so that you hit SharePoint straight away. Make sure your IT guys have configured single sign-on so that you don't, there's no logging on, you just hit it. And they can see the staff calendar online and they can see the duty calendar online and all of those things. And they can see um, the minutes from the staff briefing through the news feed rather than being emailed out. What you then do is you just get people starting to use it as a thing. And then because it's there every day, they grow more confident in it. So then when you do talk to them about migrating their shared area over to it, um, it's, it's already a thing they know. It's not... I've got this new idea. It's called SharePoint that they've never heard of. It's. it's, it's uh, I guess it's not as scary if it's familiar and they've, yes. they've used yes. it previously. Yeah. Um, so that that really is my num. That's the number one because as you said, that familiarity, and then you just have to start. I think the only way I can describe it because I'm going to have to do it is uh, literally chipping away at. Okay, well, I'll move that bit into SharePoint and I'll move that bit into SharePoint and I'll move that bit and start moving the key things. So my other hat that I wear is to do with data. So I know I'm quite keenly aware that as soon as I can get up and running with SharePoint, bearing in mind I've only been here since the beginning of January, um, a data sub site in SharePoint, which is where all the analysis goes, well, again, then you're raising people's... Uh, expectations you're raising people's um engagement with sharepoint and they're using it and then it's not a scary thing and then the migration for the next steps a bit easier do, do you have any ways of uh, measuring um how how much people use it or um maybe how confident people are with the system it's a difficult one because I've never found the built-in Microsoft parts of how or how much of someone used it overly useful, not because, just because they never seem to give me the answer I ever wanted. Yeah. Um, when you change the homepage and you look at the metrics, all of a sudden you find that everyone's hitting it. Well, everyone's hitting it because the first thing they hit when they go on the yeah, yeah. is it. Um, are they hitting it for a reason? You can't tell straight away. But again, it came down to... Um, Sticking to your guns. If the only place I'm going to put that file is there, then they have to use it. Um, and then kind of having that open door that says, if you get a problem, come and see me. If you get a problem, come and see me. And then you start to hear the word SharePoint mentioned in a staff meeting, and it's not you who's saying it. <laughs> um, and then you know it's starting to roll through. Okay, great. Um, I guess some of the ways we've seen uh, other people use it as well as uh, in terms of measuring it has been, you know, Microsoft Forms, send out surveys, just get a taste of how confident people are and then see how that changes over time. It's quite nice to see if, you know, eventually it gets through to them and they start using it a bit more, they feel a bit more confident with it. It's, it's, quite, hard, it's quite hard to measure the confidence people have, um, I guess, through through stats. It's really interesting you say that because within the second day I'd sent out a Microsoft Forms, you kind of forget sometimes purely how much is in SharePoint. 
you know, with forms and flow, and there's just so much that you can do. I guess it's it's trying to focus the the staff on the key areas because there's just too much, isn't there, for everybody yeah. to know everything. Yeah. There is one other little bit of SharePoint which is very, very handy that you can use as a, you know, it's about finding the right people and that's the to-do, um, then the Microsoft's new to-do aspect because you tend to find quite a lot of staff who live in their email and if you could show them that there's the to-do app there uh, and you can manage all your to-do lists, that, that kind of sparks people's eyes to go, uh, oh really, I can make my life a bit easier. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a nice, simple, quick win, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. It's quick wins. That's what you want to find. Okay, Gareth. So, so you're from a teaching learning background rather than just a technical background. Um, did that help you in terms of introducing teaching and learning benefits to the to the teachers rather than just the admin technical side? Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. My my background, many, many, many many years ago was uh, was as a network manager so I can't, and then as a teacher so I kind of have both sides which has helped me I think but yeah from a teaching and learning perspective it's really interesting because of um, you you can see the advantage in a classroom not just in admin so we, I ended up with um, before I left Dagenham Park every subject area had a for want of a better word shared area on SharePoint that they could put their resources for all of their students which was brilliant for um, student engagement and independent learning because if students could go and look at the resources and they were neatly ordered by the department. Then there was a separate staff area so staff could plan. Um, but I'd also started doing, which was really, really good, which was um, using OneNote class notebooks um, and all of the lessons in computer science were built around distributing pages to the students where they were digitally marked either um, with a pen or, or typed and I was slowly rolling that out into other areas um, most recently for A-level in um, RE and psychology and sociology and the students were taking their notes straight into a digital notebook that they could you know carry about with them and you, you could see there's a real future there of that digital notebook for every subject I guess that brings us on to the other question about sort of teaching and learning and user adoption. And um, we spoke about staff user adoption. Um, what about student user adoption? So what I did um, must have been September 2017, it must have been now. Um, I started to trial it um, in, in the classroom. It was just before I'd signed up with um, Salamander Soft and, and their SharePoint package, which become your SharePoint package. And I'd, I'd, I'd started to trial it in computer science on my own. And um, we were in a world where students used computers a lot, obviously, in computer science, but couldn't really evidence anything they'd done. They did lots of code and then they've saved it somewhere. And the only real thing you could do was print that code and stick it in their book. And that was just, well, it was, it was dull and it was a mess and it was horrible. Yeah. So what I started doing was um, making SharePoint pages, uh, not SharePoint, sorry, OneNote pages that were the tasks that they then used the snipping tool to put their code into. Um, and then what I found was because if I had that group of all of my classes at that time, I then talked to other teachers who taught the same classes. 
so that the same kids had that because of one of the problems you can get sometimes if you try and bring an IT solution into a French teacher who's got no IT skills is that their reticence to want to do an IT thing in their lesson. So what I did was say, well, A, if we choose this class, 70% of those kids are in my class already, so they already know this. And B, I'll come and team teach two lessons with you just to get you started. I'd set them up, we'd have some meetings, we'd put together some worksheets um, that, that, that we could distribute out and do the lesson and then they were typing in, in French or recording their voice in French into the notebooks. But I was there just to allay the, you know, the technical fear of the teacher thinking it's all going to go wrong. And of course it didn't. Then you all of a sudden get start students using it. And it's a bit like a rolling stone. Um, then they're using it here and they're using it there and they think, well, why can't I, why can't I use it there? And I can foresee a time in the future where students will all have tablets and I, and I know that there have been schools that have given out tablets you know everyone had an iPad what was very interesting about that is they gave everyone an iPad without an ecosystem in which to use it with whereas what we're building here in SharePoint is an ecosystem for which something like that is useful not spending all that money on something with not having a reason yeah, I can I see it in the future it's a long way off but it will be the future I guess you know most of the kids they have uh, iPad or a tablet at home anyway mm. um, and if, if you're delivering resources through a traditional sort of laptop uh, shared drive system it's just not going to be accessible by most students because I guess laptops are old-fashioned now and uh, most people using tablets and phones. Yeah exactly yeah a remote desktop in back to a Windows desktop from a tablet PC is technically yeah. doable just not particularly yeah. very yeah. very easy okay great well um thanks for that gareth that's been really interesting um we'll definitely write those up have some uh, nuggets for people to take away um i think it'll definitely be useful for other people uh, going through exactly the same process uh, you know process yeah. in terms of intru introducing user adoption it'd be great to uh, maybe hear back from you in a few months when you've had a go to try it again <laughs>